Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I come home to the arms of my loved ones. I come home to laughter and warmth. To familiar smiles and smells and rituals, I come home to the moon underwater. I'm Robbie Knox and I'm the landlord of the moon underwater, a mystical place where guests create their dream pub. Dan. Dan. Yes. Dan, that was it. What can I get you, sir? Yeah, the usual, please. Lager. Yep, lager. Yeah, lager pint of. Um, Dan, how, how have you been? What have you been up to this week? Anything good? Yeah, I have. Well, um, you know about the correct realm that once you've stayed for a certain amount of time, you get allotted your allotment. Obviously. So that's, yeah. that's now happened. I've now got my allotment. So I've been, I've been uh, working on that. What have you been growing? Peas. Okay. Peas. I'm hoping to... Um, Start a sort of. I'm, I'm, I want to make wasabi peas. <laughs> yeah, and then I thought maybe I could sell them to you to to put in the pub. In, yeah, to yeah for bar snacks. Okay, we've got quite a good wasabi supplier at the minute, so right. it really is going to depend massively on the quality. Okay, but these will be artisan. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, do you know what? I've not seen you for a while. I've no. not seen you, Dan, since you went on that tour of Britain's rivers. Yeah, that was, uh, uh, incredible. Um, you fifteen, you went in total, wasn't it? Fifteen rivers, yeah. Yeah, rem- rem- yeah, yeah. remind me what which ones, which ones you went visit again? Yeah, I went to uh, the Thames, obviously in yep. London. Started there, the Medway. Yep. Um, the uh, Seven. Yep. Uh, the Tyne. Yep. The Wye. Right. The Wensum. Yeah. The um, uh, oh, now now you've got me. The the Manchester Canal. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's not really sort a river, of a, but sort yeah. of a river. Yeah. Um, the Clyde. Okay, has eight of them, yeah. Yes, I also went to the um, uh, the uh, the, Trent, the, the, the Trent, the Trent, yeah, the yeah, Trent. yeah. So yeah. the Trent. You sent me a photo from there. I did, yeah. Um, and 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 six others. Right. Yeah, yeah. I just feels like someone is so passionate about rivers, you'd remember them. <laughs> 
Well, it's a lot of rivers to remember. Yeah, I, yeah. I did pretty well there. Yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Where the, what's out the window? Who's that? Who's that crossing the moors in a stagecoach? He's getting out. It, oh, it's the comedian Lloyd Griffith. Hi, Lloyd. Oh, Lloyd. Oh. All right, Lloyd. Sorry about that. How was the journey? Not great. How come? Uh, that Rick, uh, the rickshaw stagecoach driver. Yep. Massively racist. Was he? <laughs> oh, you do get, even in the correct realm, you do get that occasionally. Four and a half hours it was. Was it? Oh, Did yeah. you speak oh, out or just quietly? Quite, quietly. Just ignored it. Hummed and like, mm, yep, yeah, mm, oh, yeah, mm. crikey. Yeah, so <laughs> wasn't uh, comfortable. So all I'm saying is your stagecoach provider, I'd have a little word with. If yeah. You, if that's how you're getting um, people over to the, your pub. In the well, yeah, well, that's, that's um, Dan's remit. Dan can sort that out. Um, he, had, he had lovely peas, though. He had uh, um, he? complimentary peas. Yeah, the I wasabi have, guy. Yeah. Got, 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 yeah, 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 that will, that, that will happen. Um, Lloyd, welcome to the Moon Underwater. Can I say it's an absolute pleasure to be in this pub. Good. Um, I've, it's not the first time we've been in a pub before. You and we, I. We, we know each other outside of the Moon Underwater and we've been to pubs. We've been to many a pub. Um, is it fair to say you are a pub man? I would say the pub is 94.3% of my personality. <laughs> okay. What's the, no, I, what's the rest? <laughs> Um, there's a bit of cheese in there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a little bit of uh, choral singing, cathedrals, uh, football, and bit of comedy. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, but that, I think that's just an overriding. Right. Um, and the popular uh, northern clothing brand, Hikadelic. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, we did. We we've known for a few years. We did yeah. a, a temporary podcast during lockdown to stop me killing myself. Essentially. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. What basically happened was I. Lockdown started. You'd moved into a, a flat on your own. You just bought a flat. Lovely flat. Lovely flat. Um, if, it, if it's not lockdown. If you're not lockdown, uh, and you sort of measured saying, "Hey, lockdown's happening." Do you fancy doing a podcast like every single day at five? Yeah. Um, five fifteen. And the implication was certainly that you would be ending it if you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, in, it wasn't. Yeah. It, it's not that life. as. Yeah. It, I mean, it's not that. Um, yeah. I mean, it did. Keep me going through <laughs> lockdown. I'm not going to lie to you. Just having that rigidity throughout the, the week. Some structure. Oh, I get to speak to Robbie at 5.15 um, yeah. because, you know, it, it, the pandemic did make you reassess things, I think. You know, you get a house, you go, oh, that's great. I've got a house in central London. Well, flat. Um, this is amazing. I mean, this is absolutely beautiful. Then a pandemic happens. You go, oh, I'm the loneliest man in the world <laughs> because I've got no garden. <laughs> I've got no balcony. I've got no other half. Well, I, I did at the time, but she, uh, wow, let's not go into that. But, um, <laughs> and so I was like, oh. And then people were talking about doing remote podcasts. And so we did a podcast every day where we would talk about pubs a lot and fantasize about what pubs we would go to when lockdown ended. And I'm going to integrate a little bit of that into some, I don't know if we're going to do some chat later, but. Um, yeah, it'll be some pub chat. Yeah, yeah. In, into that really. But how, how was that time in terms of alcohol and drinking for you? Well, it started off all right and I wasn't drinking. And then I got given a box of wine, not a box like a, um, like a crate of wine. Um, in, there were bottles in, the, in this crate as a thank you for something. And then uh, wine's Moorish, isn't it? Yeah, um, it really is. Yeah. yeah, and then you get to the bottom of the box and it goes, oh, do you want 25% off this ne- next subscription service? And you go, well, I'm, I'm literally not doing anything. Apart yeah. from a podcast at five o'clock and turns out having black poos um, for the whole of the <laughs> pandemic. Because that's what happens when you um, have red wine. Yeah, I went, I went the opposite way in that I was... The first two or three weeks of lockdown were like the last days of the Roman Empire, the decadence, the sort of drinking at 1pm. And, and it became very clear pretty quickly that I thought... 
I needed not with something, which yeah. had become an issue. So I did the other way around. Yeah. Started off really healthy. And after about a month, I was like, ah, sod it. Yeah. Yeah. It was Love. funny, wasn't it? When you had to get up your allotted walk and stuff like that. You got an hour or something. Yeah. Oh. It was weird now. I'd like to listen back to those and find out what it was like. Oh, a, I've taken them offline. I feel like some of them are quite dubious. Yeah, <laughs> Times have changed. Yeah. No, they are, they are, they are still online. And I still get people messaging me on a weekly basis, like, when you're wearing cooped up back, I'm like, it's not coming back, mate. If it's it comes back, comes back, if it comes back, then we're all going to be very sad. Yeah. yeah. But you never know. We should give them to the British, like, a British Museum or something as a uh, historical art. They'll effect. only get stolen. Yeah. <laughs> very true. Very topical. True. Very topical, but not, not topical by the time this podcast goes out. Right. You know, the well, you never know. Might, you be know still be on, on might still be going. Yeah. I mean, everything's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like night at the museum. Nothing's yeah. left. What, what were your first experiences in your life of pubs and drinking and well, booze? I kind of spent, and, and I mean this in a way that I don't want my mum to be taken um, to social services for this, but like, I spent a lot of my life in and around pubs. My mum worked in various kind of like cafes and restaurants and, and then after work, you know, they'd go to the pub and stuff and... I used to sing in a choir and um, basically the choir finished at 6.30. So often I'd just go to the, my mum would be in the pub. I mean, they'd finish work at six. I'd finish singing at 6.15, 6, uh, 6.30 and we'd go home from from the pub. So there was quite a few pubs prevalent in my life. Um, and I'm not going to lie to you, they were some of the best days of my life. Absolutely adored it. A couple of pubs in Grimsby called Ch- um, Chambers, mm-hmm. the original Chambers, which was just fantastic. I mean, it was like... Disney World for me. Um, in what sense? Um, just a lot of happy people. A lot of happy people. Huge queues. Huge queues. Some people end of life. Um, and happy hour. They had a happy hour little button that you could kind of like. It, it was just really great. The food is brilliant and stuff. So I spent like a fair amount of, of my life in and around pubs. Some of mum's friends had pubs, so we'd spend a bit of time in there. What sort of age are we talking here? Uh, 14. Yeah. 13, 14 onwards, and even still before then, like Grimsby is a very, so- I grew up in Grimsby. Grimsby is a very sociable place where you could take your kids into pubs and it was it was fine. It not not deemed as being, oh, cranky. You know yeah. I mean? That's a bit, you know, so spent a lot of time in pubs. Um, and yeah, like kind of, I say, like genuinely, I think it kind of like helped me be a bit more confident as a person because you're hanging around with adults, you know, adults who are a little bit oiled and stuff. So, you're able to, yeah, I, don't know, I just gained a bit more confidence in, in that pub, and I loved it. I watched the Man United um, Champions League uh, final, 99. 99 in Chambers. So I'd have been 16 years old, and like my mum's friend owned it, owned the pub. Um, shout out the Armstrongs, they don't have any more. But uh, I was there with like a load of blokes, and I was. I remember me and my mate Pete being there and being like, "This is great. We're like living an adult life." And there was like grown men like screaming and like. So, it was, you know, there's, I've got a lot of memories of pubs. And then, you know, as you go through life, the pubs change and change me and personalities in the pubs. And, you know, cause so, so, yeah, I just I, I just love pubs. It's good that hanging out with grown-ups when you're around that sort of age, yeah. like late, well, sort of 14, 15, 16, yeah. that sort of time. I remember I used to go to my local football team sitting board away games occasionally on a coach. It'd be with loads of grown men. Yeah. Something like that, you'd be like, ah, oh, like this. Yeah. Like, and also as well, like, there were, you know, when I say there was there was underage drinking, there wasn't, I mean, it prob- I probably didn't drink properly until I was like 16, 17. And I was never a small lad. I was kind of, uh, you know, built built relatively, 
you know, stocky. Sturdily. So it wasn't like a case of like, oh, he's going to be drunk after a, after a beer door. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of how I've got, I've got this photo, if you don't mind me showing you. I, I played Shame. on a football team um, as the second choice goalkeeper. And I basically only ever got like seven to 10 minutes game time if we were like three or four nil up and Tim Smith, the goalkeeper, wanted to get changed and get ready to go to the pub. Um, so then I would basically come on for the last 10 minutes so we could get a shower before it got busy. And that yeah. was literally, he was an amazing goalkeeper, would often keep a clean sheet. So I'd come in, but there's this pub, this picture here and it's just a, a lot of old men, not of old men, but like lots of grown men, like, wee, wee, and then just me awkwardly at the end of the jumper. Yeah. <laughs> clutching you're, a pint. You're holding a, yeah. holding a beer in the way only a um, teenager given a beer Hold it like really high up your body. Really high up my body, like like oh, this is natural, isn't it? This is definitely what yeah. you. This is definitely what you're doing. It. You hold it here. You hold it near your lips because that's. Yeah. So you're ready to drink whatever. It's, it's yeah. got to go in there. So I remember like you know, look how casual and loud. Yeah, ready to chill out. And it's like yeah. a little nervous bloke at the end, be like yeah, you're posing for a graduation photo. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I spent yeah, so I spent a lot of lot of time, and then uh, at school there was a pub that you'd go to called the Wheat Sheaf, and um, as I say, I was like I kind of was quite hairy as a, as a, a young adult so it was never really id and that was great and then you go to like places like the barge in grimsby which you've have you been to the barge haven't you yeah i've been to the barge yeah, yeah bit barge lovely pub in grimsby oh, in the most pubs in grimsby i think um it's actually it is a barge um on water and oh, it's, nice. had a, it's had a slight tilt which is great because you feel pissed before you yeah. even kind of ordered a drink. So. Or if you're drunk, you feel like you're standing up. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Actually, has it righted itself over God, the course I'm, of the Normally I'm a bit sweaty at this time, but yeah. I'm perfect. I'm absolutely fine. Yeah. It's only then when you're on to dry land, you're like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> I've only got one foot. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll get on to your designing your pub. But first of all, Dan, do you want to explain your bell to Lloyd? Oh, yes. Well, this is wow. my bell. Lovely. Salvaged from a tugboat, I found down by the. Uh, what a lovely gone from the barge to a tugboat. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Very and nautical here. This mm. might this might go off at some point. It's quite piercing, isn't it? A little it? bit further back from the microphone, piercing. maybe next time. And um, <laughs> sorry, right, I saw that. I saw that in post. Um, and uh, what might it is? When you mention a. Um, uh, when you're talking about the drinks that you'd like to come mm-hmm. in the pub, it's possible that yeah. one of them might materialise right. in front of us on the bar here. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were then free to either have a drink of it mm-hmm. and offer us a drink if you like, or you can just take it away with you and yeah. enjoy it in your own time. Brilliant. There's so, no guarantee of that happening, but it does happen. Wow. it's yeah. a lovely new feature, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, well, uh, innovation here under yeah. this landlordship and regular ship. Lloyd, in your Moon Underwater, you get to have two drinks on draft. Mm-hmm. What is your first selection? The first selection on draft is, and, and also this is a very, very tough decision for me. Like when I was asked on this, I like I, uh, I love, I love pubs, I love beer, I love lager. So to only have two draft was a real because there's a lot, you know, like um, I, I love a a cold, crisp continental lager uh, on tap. That is my that is my thing. Like the idea of going into Soho and getting a cold, crisp continental lager, ideally in a handled like glass. Mm. Oh, that is that is the dream. Yeah. But to whittle it down to two, um, I've gone for um, Castlemaine 4X. Oh, very retro. Yeah. 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 
I do not know the last time I've seen a Castlemaine Forex on draft. Is it something that you... That, that will be because it was withdrawn from the UK markets in 2009. Okay. Yeah, so it's a, a, a particularly retro choice. Yeah. Particularly retro. Yeah. What is it that you miss so much about... Castlemaine Forex. Um, when well, it was just, growing up, it was always like the adverts were always on TV, like Forex, mate. You know what I mean? They had those Australians, yeah. and you just remember like Forex, um, Castlemaine Forex. I just remember those you adverts. Couldn't, couldn't give a, and that was it. Australians couldn't, couldn't give, give a, a f- Castlemaine Forex for yeah. anything yeah. else. But it always paused on the sea, which I always thought. I mean, it took me years to understand what what that was, but he, just because he went. Australians couldn't give a castlemaine forex for anything else, yeah. and then so you think the C is he say, is he saying the forex is is the C word? I never thought of that. Yeah, I thought it was just a four letter four X's expletives. Yeah, a, you know so exactly. Yeah, because that's why I said okay. you're right. Now you say it, it does sound like it might be. Well, it's an odd phrase. Well, like Australians couldn't give a for anything yeah. else. Probably a reason why they went under. My yeah. son down under. Yeah, yeah. My son said to me the other day. Um, a kid at school said the C word today. And he was like, he's like eight. I was like, what? He went, yeah, terrible, isn't it? I said, well, why do you say that? He said the C word. He went, yeah, crap. I was like, oh, yeah. Well, that <laughs> yeah. is the worst one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you said, I thought you meant <laughs> Castlemaine Forex. <laughs> um, but I, I, um, again, I've worked in a lot of pubs throughout, throughout my life and worked in a really lovely pub in Grimsby called Swigs. Um, which I adore, um, and again, some of the like the, the happiest days of my life. Then went to Exeter for university, and when I was at university, I worked in a pub called the Black Horse, and we had Castlemaine Forex on draft, and that is where I just became obsessed with Castlemaine Forex on draft. And also between the hours of two and four, it was two for one, and we only got it for one pound ninety nine PM, so, presumably. Well, PM. Well, it didn't really matter. The landlord was very fluid, um, <laughs> and so. I just became obsessed with this Castlemaine Forks. And it was just, it was, a, it was a very nice lager at the time. And so I just, it's a, it's a bit of nostalgia uh, there. And obviously it's gone out of business. So I just quite like to have it on tap. And it's just like a nice thing. I think if people come into my pub and they see Castlemaine Forks on there, they're like, oh, yes, please. Yeah. I'm having a pint of that. I'm like, baby, I'm in it. Yeah, so you have to import it. Especially, it's like a fancy imported lager these days now. Look, I'm sure we've got some sort of trade agreement with the Australians. Um, but yeah, I think it still exists in. Does it exist yeah, in Australia? It's still in Australia. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. I'll be bringing that back. I'm sure you can probably get it somewhere in the UK, like one of those pubs that you go to occasionally, where you're like, oh, let's go to this Canadian pub. And they've just got yeah. they've just got barrels of it that they bought yeah. twenty years ago that they're still <laughs> working their way through. Came over on a cargo ship. I don't know if I've ever had Castlemaine Forex. Well, I mean, it hasn't it hasn't got the greatest reputation as a as a lager. Okay. Um, when, when I when I was when I was sort of younger, it was sort of the one that people didn't. I I, I found some reviews online. I'm happy to hear them. So uh, I'm getting very standoffish. Someone, this, isn't I? someone, well, someone said, um, "This is Pat in Massachusetts." He said, "It's a perfect lawnmower beer if you can keep it cold." Yeah, I don't, what, what, is that is that a you ride on it, lawnmower? You drink yeah. it while you're you drinking on your lawnmower. Yeah. I can see that. That's good. Yeah. Uh, um, Absu Master from the Netherlands said, "Not bad and highly drinkable, and that's what a lager is all about." And he's from the Netherlands. And he's from the yeah. Netherlands. So yeah. They shouldn't. They know no lager. They do. Yeah. But Sigmund in Norway said... Oh, uh, I don't think I like Sigmund's review. Yeah. <laughs> he said, little taste at all, just a hint of boiled vegetables and a faint bitterness. Better than water. 
Sigmund has What been, is incredible? Yeah. Sigmund yeah. has been divorced twice. Yeah. <laughs> Just to let you know. That yeah. is absolutely diabolical. Like, Sigmund's this, calling that as an insult. I think Water's incredible. I'd love to meet up with Sigmund yeah. on the, the moors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, when, when you think about the lager, there's two lagers, aren't there? There's your high strength kind of like, oh, I'm feeling a bit tasty lager. And then there's your cooking lager. Mm-hmm. So what I'm having here is I'm having two two drafts. One is a bit of nostalgia. You come in going, oh my God, I haven't had 4X for ages. That reminds me of going to Walkabout in 2002. Yes, please. I'll have three pints. Thank you. And you're not getting too tasty. Mm. And that, you know, that's nice. I mean, I'm giving them options. And then, you know, the other draft will be, you know, proper fuel. Okay, well, let's find out what that proper fuel is. Stella Artois. Stella Artois on tap. It's a classic. My mum and aunties, they used to go on these nights out called Big Girls Night Out, um, usually on a Wednesday or Thursday. There was a thing in Cleethorpes called the Bags Ball where you'd go to uh, a thing called Melody Night at the Winter Gardens and basically it was where the fishermen had gone away for the week and then all their wives went to this ball and people from out of town would basically bag themselves um, a, uh, a ball. Um, a fisherman's a wife. wife. A fisherman's wife, yeah, yeah basically, okay. yeah. Which is like a fisherman's friend, only, well, let's not get into it. But so um, they used to go out on that, and, you know, my mum and aunties, they were they were big girls back in the day, and they used to drink Stella. So they used to be like Stella knocking about the house every now and then. So I was just, just au fait with Stella. It just became a part and parcel of just growing up, really. Um, and my mum will listen to this, and I think she'll be going, Lloyd, can you can you not can you not can you not say all this if that's all right? But it was like my aunties and my mum they used to they used to drink Stella quite a lot. And then growing up, I just kind of I remember going to university and saying, Oh, I'll get a Stella, please. And one of my mates going, Oh, it's five percent. I'm like, Yeah, so what? I was brought up on it. I mean, I was breastfed Stella. This is absolutely fine. Um, and so I just I just really like a Stella. I just think it's you go to a pub and you just know that you get a Stella. It's actually not usually the strongest beer in the pub anymore as well no. like you're looking at your asahis you know sometimes you're looking at your peronis they can be a bit you know tastier stella i think it's 4.9 or 5 percent. it's just a good go-to continental lager again i'd love it in a handle or they've got those little um like the goblets um yeah. with a little kind of like little jemmy thing in the, in the bottom and I, and I and I love that about Stella. And um, I kind of got a little bit, uh, when I was doing uh, Soccer AM, got very friendly with um, the band Blossoms, who are some of the loveliest men you'll ever meet. And they just drink Stella. And there's a period where I was going to a lot of gigs with them like three or four years ago, and they would just get through like boxes and boxes and boxes of <laughs> Stella. And I was like, I'm about this life. Just, yeah. Imagine just only having Stella. That's great. A fridge just full of like 200 cans of Stella. <laughs> Wherever oh you go. Yeah, yeah. the fridge. Like Wolfie, their tour manager, there'll be a, a fridge just absolutely stocked 200 cans of Stella. And also the pint cans. <laughs> no oh, wow. mucking about. When you get to a certain level of music, I think you can specify that. Oh, we, God, we, yeah. we were in a, oh, we're doing Happy Hour Tour in Dublin and Post Malone was in, um, in town at the time and... We're in an Irish problem. They say, I post the guy, we're chatting to the bouncer. He goes, Yeah, Post Malone might come down later. I went, well, really? He said, Yeah, he's, he he likes it here because we let him bring in his own Bud Light or something like that. So he said, Some Irish pub. Oh, goodness, no, mate, I'm going to bring my own Bud Light with Bud me. Bud Light. So that's that's his. What well, is it? It might have been full Bud. I can't remember. It was Bud. Well, Bud I, th- Bud. I think a lot of people do drink these light varieties because it's less calories and you don't get as much of a hangover the next day. Yeah. I mean, Stella's, we often talk, we talked about the adverts for Castlemaine Forex, but it's, I think when I was growing up, it, the Stella ads made it 
seemed the Huge. most classy bit. Oh God, yeah. It was only Even when you get a little bit older, it's still it's you sort of you, you started to realise that there was another reputation. Yeah. That it had oh, as well, of course, but. yeah. And I think they ha- they had to have those adverts to make mm. it. Oh, this is a French, lovely continental. Of course, you know. it's Belgian though, isn't oh, it? Oh, he's be- Belgian. Belgian, yeah. But, but there's a lot of controversy in Belgium about that because they they said that. Um, their ads made it seem like it was French, so people in Belgium were quite annoyed sugar, about yeah. it. Yeah. What sugar should I say? Um, there's a. I really want to go to. So I've I've spent a lot of time in Belgium um, on choir tours, um, and we we've been given a, a number of tours of various breweries when we're out there, and we've been given a lot of Trappist beer. In fact, that was one of the most drunk I've ever been by drinking two <laughs> bottles. We sang a, we sang this uh, concert in a uh, in a in a monastery in the middle of Belgium. And there were these monks like, oh, thank you very much. Here's some Trappist beer. Gave us this crate of Trappist beer. I had two bottles of it. <laughs> I was passed out. I literally woke up at like three in the morning in, in the bathroom in a in a monastery. It was really, it was re- it was it was one of the most pissed I've ever been. But I really want to go to the Stella um, factory in Leuven. Um, and Leuven itself is a beautiful city in Belgium. So if anyone's listening, fancies it, just get in touch. Um, Sounds like a probably not YouTube video, personally. Yeah. Oh, mate. Um, do, do you know? And also, do you know? Uh, two of the lads from Blossoms are really keen. So Joe and Tom are like quite keen to go to the factory. All right, let's do it. Oh wow! Look so at this. Dan, you coming? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Why yeah. not? Uh, keep the bell. Yeah, I'll bring them in there. Yeah, yeah I'll bring them in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's that's arranged and definitely happening. Also, can I just say on the Stella mm. thing, uh, there's a pub that I used to talk about on on the um, on, on our podcast called Willie's in Grimsby, which I absolutely, well, Cleethorpe, sorry, on the beach, I absolutely adore. And I, I was saying like, that's the place that I want to have my first pint post-pandemic. I mean, I want to sit there outside looking at the beach. They used to serve a thing called Stella Black. I've never heard of that. It was brilliant. Had this kind of like, had a bit of a red stripey feel to it, a little bit of toffee, a little bit of caramel, a little bit of syrup. And it was one of the nicest pints I've ever had and I've, I've struggled to find it ever since I was going to go for Stella Black but I'm actually just going to go for Stella because I think people were like what's well, Stella Black but it's a beautiful beautiful drop is this a drink made by the Stella company yeah a different version of yeah wow yeah Stella Black beautiful Can but I... it's not black like Guinness no it's not black like Guinness it's um amber like Stella okay um but it's yeah, I, I, is it like the Carling Black Label? Is it something from around that time? Where they, I don't mean is it taste wise. I mean, is that a thing that beer companies of that ilk would do? Is well, a black label version a special? According to Untapped.com, um, Stella Art Stella Artois Black, four point nine percent, crafted with superior Belgian expertise. Stella Artois Black is brewed and imported. Oh, that's all it says actually. <laughs> surely that's the bare minimum of a beer to be brewed and imported not brewed you have to just eat the malt yourself it doesn't need to be brewed but it was it was a lovely lovely lager the Stella Black so um, that that you know yeah. hopefully on an RIP uh, you know I'd love to if you know of anywhere in the country that sells Stella Black well we'll get it with the Stella factory they must have it there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, um, you might be able to help us Lloyd because you mentioned Trappist beer and that we mm-hmm. were discussing on a previous episode how monks and beer are intertwined as a man who uh sings in a lot of religious establishments thank you do you have any knowledge of why monks and beers are so it's it's the only business monks really did other than religion well because they had so and again i'm sure there's someone much more knowledgeable than, than me to answer this but i think it's because monks would uh grow up uh well live in these monasteries with usually an abbey, um, and they'd have gr- so so much grounds. So they basically grew everything on site, 
and actually they had all the ingredients in order to make beer or whatever kind of like tipple they had. So if you think about um, Buckfast, for example, so I used to sing in uh, Exeter Cathedral, which I absolutely adore. Um, and every cathedral that, you, that I've sung in, there's a there's a there's a pub associated with it. Like singers are obsessed with bo- boozing, like absolutely obsessed with boozing. So growing up in St James in Grimsby, St James Grimsby Parish Church, we go to the White Hart, and then when we were in Exeter, we'd go to the Well House, which is sadly burnt down. Um, but you'd always have like a pub associated with it. So when we were down in Exeter, we'd sing at Buckfast Abbey quite a lot, and then Buckfast Abbey was just like gorgeous little abbey in the middle of nowhere on, off, off the A38, and then they just made. Buckfast, which they then just sold pretty much exclusively to Scotland. <laughs> the 20 mile area of Scotland, yeah. Yeah, and then people just get mortal off this Buckfast. And then like, if you go, it's so insane. If you look at where it's being sold and the effects it has, and then look at where it's being produced, it is the polar opposite. Like these 20 monks just like raking the fields and just like making this Buckfast in these Buckfast factories. It is insane. But I think it's because they basically needed to pay for what they were what they were doing. And they obviously couldn't drink it. So they would just, they'd, they'd make it and then sell it on. But I'm sure someone like Greg Jenner would be able to put me wrong on that, put me right on that. Well, that's that's a fantastic explanation. And and, and if that's wrong, just work. edit it in post. Yeah, we'll fix yeah, it yeah, Just yeah. put like a... That's fine. Get AI, AI to AI voice, voice yeah, the correct yeah, yeah. answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lloyd, when I went on the Happy Hour tour early in, in the year, you gave us some advice on yeah. um, touring yeah. because we didn't really know what we were doing. And one of those things was around drinking whilst you're on tour. You, mm-hmm. you tour a lot in your own things. You've been supporting Jack Whitehall yeah. lately. What is your What was the advice you gave us and why? Yeah, the advice was don't drink on tour because um, you need to be fresh. And so that was kind of, that was really it, really. I just said, look, you know, if you can, just don't drink on tour because it's, you know, you've got one job and that one job is to perform, you know, for two hours a day. And you don't really want to be just sat in a cloud of doubt for the whole day and then, oh, I've got to go and do this fucking gig to 2,000 people in fucking Norwich. Because um, sometimes you will feel like that if you've had a couple. Um, so that my advice was just just don't drink. And not drink during a show? Oh, yeah, definitely don't. Don't don't drink before a show. Look, obviously, there's. I'm sure there are some comedians or musicians that would be like, leave it out, mate. I'm better. Fine, whatever. But I'm not. I would never drink before before a gig that meant something. <laughs> so <it's, laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some club, club gigs where I'll go on stage with a pint, but I will literally have just drunk like a sip of that pint. Um, and if it's, you know, if it's a, a relaxed gig or sometimes if it's quite a boozy gig, you'll take a, a, a pint on stage just to kind of go, oh, hey, I'm one of you. Mm, <laughs> yeah. I mean, please don't call me a fat <laughs> Um <laughs> Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, yes, yeah, so I, I don't drink beforehand and uh, yeah, don't drink on stage. It's something usually. I found when you said this, I thought, okay, fair enough. But, but it's something I 100% agree with now having done it a bit that yeah. it would made one of your co-presenters drink quite a lot on stage oh that was the other day yeah we did a <laughs> festival in um we did kendall calling yeah, yeah. the other weekend and not through me but there was no preparation done before two hours before the show yeah. and i despite my best protestations if that's a word um so essentially we didn't have much material for it because everyone kind of ignored it. And then, um, so when it went quiet, we just made Stevie down a pint of a can of beer. Yes, yeah, so I'm yeah. doing Reading and Leeds this weekend um, at time of record. 
And I will probably at one of them neck a cat on stage. Yeah. Because it's a different gig. You're not yeah. in a nice comedy club. You're not in the O2 arena. You're at Reading and Leeds where everyone has got a lot of drugs on them. So it's like, look, <laughs> I'm one of you. I can neck a pint in about four seconds. So, you know, here we go. I can actually drink a pint in less than five seconds with no hands. Oh, what, you, do you do the old pick it up? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And where did you hone that skill? Um, well, luckily, well, not luckily, actually, it's quite sad. Um, <laughs> it was when I uh, knocked a tooth out. Um, I was like, oh, I've got a little bit of leverage there. And also, I'm single. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah I, I, I found that if I'd drunk anything the night before, I would be sluggish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Even I one I, drink. That's just in life now. I, I am, I'm, you know, I absolutely adore alcohol. And I'm at the moment, touch words, you know, I'm very, you know, I don't have an addictive personality apart from obviously food, as you can tell. Um, but I, you know, like booze, I, I do binge, um, but I can, you know, I can, I can kind of stop it. But I do need to, I like, especially if I'm working, I need to be like absolutely focused. I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not getting on it if I've got a big gig the next day or any gig. <laughs> just, in case, just in case my agent's listening. <laughs> and she will be. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Right, Lloyd, you get two bottles or cans. Thank here. you. Thank so you. what is your first selection? Um, the first selection, and I actually, I know that a couple of people have chosen this, but I, I think the reason why people have chosen it is because it is an absolutely brilliant drink. It is a 0% Erdinger. Oh, yeah. Lovely beer, but not. Lovely isotonic drink. So that's what it's billed as, isn't it? I, I mm. drank Erdinger recently. I had one last night. Yeah, for, I, I, for a brand deal, but it's very, very... I'll put you in touch. <laughs> yeah, put me in touch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hook a brother up. Um, but yeah, it is. I mean, I don't drink a huge amount of wheaty beers, but no. it's, it's it's very pleasant. Yeah. It? So I'm... Yeah, I, I I try as well. In, you know, I'm, I'm at that point now where I'm kind of like, uh, I'm not 20 anymore. And so I will try and... Every now and then, maybe just to stick a zero percent in if I'm having a night out, just to make it feel like I'm yeah. having a beer. But actually, I don't need. It's just that repetition of going, "Yeah, I'll have a pint mm. again." Well, I can have a zero percent here, mm. and I will feel a lot better in the morning. And Erdinger, you know, it's a nice little sociable drink. I think it's insane that it obviously looks exactly the same as any other bottle in any other fridge. But you're going, oh, no, this is a sports isotonic drink. You're going, man, this ain't Lucas. Ain't. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a three inch head on it, mate. <laughs> There's a monk on the label. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It stinks of beer. It's I mean, not they nice generally, it does, they do market it as supports the regeneration process. 
Fabulous, yeah. fabulous audacity from them. Yeah. Isotonic and contains vitamins B9 and B12. Like it's going to become the official touch like yeah. drink of Arsenal yeah. or something. Oh, it would be great if John Barnes redoes his LucasAid advert, but for Erdinger. No, but I also think that uh, Erdinger clearly have the same marketing team as Sonny Deeb. Like, yeah, this is good for you. This yeah. is definitely good for you. Yeah. Just oranges, isn't it? It's yeah. definitely good for you. I've just lost my teeth. <laughs> I, 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 think it's a, I think it's a brilliant bit. My uh, mum, my um, uh, she doesn't drink anymore. She's been three years sober, God bless her. And uh, when we ever, we go to pubs and, you know, me and my mum still go, we go, we've got a season ticket at Grimsby Town, so we'll go for a, like, a few drinks beforehand with a load of our friends. It's a beautiful situation. Doc's beers of a fan zone at Blundell Park. So you got this, like, we went on Saturday, gorgeous weather, do you know what I mean? Sinking pints. And, um, you know, so it's always nice to have, I think, a 0% um, option for people that, that, that don't drink. And, um, and I know that Erding is not everyone's choice, but I think it's, you know, it's my pub and it's my choice. Um, so if you want something, it's that or water or you fuck off. Yeah. I, I like mean? incorporating a 0% beer in a session, maybe every third pint. Oh, yes, that's so sensible. It's terrific. It's really good because it's, it doesn't feel any different. A lot of them taste similar. For me, it's quite often ghost ship because that's fairly local to, yeah. it is local to East Anglia. They do a lovely zero or 0.5%, I think it might be. Version, so yeah, I think I think it, I'm all for the zero percent beers. Yeah, and I just, I, actually, it does taste quite nice. Yeah, I mean, because some of the some of the zeros that you get in lager form can smell a little bit like weed um, or not lager. Whereas yeah. Erdinger, you kind of going, look, I think she's she's fine. It's quite hit and miss, isn't it? Yeah, another bottle or can, please, Lloyd. It's a can. Wonderful. And it's red stripe. A slow clap. Yeah, it's a, a respectful clap. Like, I went to an event the other week and there were a number of cans in a big fridge. Why would you get anything else than red stripe in a can? In a can? There yeah. was these Sam Migs. I think they had like a small little stubby Peroni. I think they had a Foster's. I'm like, red stripe all day long. I don't know why it tastes so good in a can. Oh, it I don't know what they do. So good in a can. Now, what is better than going to a gig? Going to a gig, you're with your mates, you go to the bar and you realise they're only selling red stripe on, in cans and they're Wonderful. ice cold. Fucking hell. Watching the, watching the streets. Ideal gig. I know this isn't the podcast. <laughs> going to the Brixton Academy. Oh, The streets are on. You're there with your best mates. You're drinking cans of red stripe. I love it. That silence there just was like respect, contentment. Mm. That I mean, uh, even the sound. I think I think I think the sound of a ring pull of a red stripe is better than just any other one. Yeah, it's like that. It's like real, they've, they've been doing like acoustic science to work like out properly. Where, where you open like, and like no shade to San Miguel, and you know I'm open to any brand deal, but um, you know you open a San Miguel like, like that with this with a red stripe, you get like a, a rip. Yeah, it's like a rip of a. Really fucking hardy bit of like material. Like it, that, that's not done it justice. No, like, I don't know what that is, but um, it's like the can opening equivalent of a record scratch. Oh fuck yeah! And everyone stops. Yeah, turns around and goes respect, respect. respect yeah, it's yeah. The can of red stripe, and it just looks cool as well. It, 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 they don't even need to look round because it's just the audio of it. Oh, they yeah. just think, hey, it's a red stripe. stripe. Yeah, yeah. But the the the, the the design of it is just so beautiful as well. It's like it's like a perfect football kit, the red stripe kit. Yeah. The red stripe can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that palace kit from like the 
Yes. Little sash. Little sash. Like a Hindu sash. <laughs> red stripe. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, red do. That, yeah. Red do? Red do. Red stripes out. It's Hindu. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic. I'm going to pick, put you in another red stripe drinking scenario. Oh, go on. You're in your 20s. Oh, it's no. August bank holiday. Oh, God. You're with your friends. You're at the Notting Hill Notting Carnival. Notting Hill Carnival. Oh, my God. And do you know what I, do you know what I wouldn't mind at the Notting Hill Carnival? A bottle of Red Stripe. Oh. Small, you know, those small little stubby yep. Red Stripes. I wouldn't yeah. mind that. I just think that looks a bit nicer as well. Mm. Yeah. I can't remember ever having one of those. I'm aware of them. I think I've, I've very much been a stuck to the can. Yeah. That'd yeah. be good. That'd, yeah. It's Notting Hill Carnival this weekend at time of record. Yeah. Dan, are you, are you a... Um, uh, I do like a Red Stripe. Like a, yeah. Yeah. I'll have a can of Red Stripe. You can have one in my yeah. pub. Thank you. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Great, great choice. Dory. Also, sorry, the rule in my pub as well, you get a can of red stripe. No, no glass. You're not getting a glass. Yeah, yeah. No. no. Love it. Erdinger, yeah, obviously. Yeah. You want to see that head, about an inch. And it fills up to the top of the pint as well. Quite a good red... glass, the Erdinger one, isn't it? That sort of goes up. And oh, yeah, like, yeah. It's it like does, a yeah. vase. It looks like um, the, uh, yeah, well, it looks like what um, uh, West Ham won last season. <laughs> You know, and you know the, conference. the glass is important. They, they sort of, they, they actually. I've got some. I've got some information about the glass. Do you want it? Yeah, please. Yeah. So they've got. They say that uh, it's the glass is tailor made for their alcohol free Erdinger. Really? Right. And they've got three reasons why. Go on. The slim glass is slightly wider at the top to allow the aromas to develop evenly while ensuring their light and appetising character. And there are aromas. Yeah, there are aromas. Two, the straight lines of the glass promote rapid flow so that the beer hits the tongue on in an even, concentrated stream. This is like foreplay. Yeah. This strengthens the impression of freshness while the sweet taste components remain in the background. Fucking hell, that's yeah. good. And they go, this is great. It's the third reason. All in all, the lively and fresh character of the beer is effectively highlighted. I, I'm not yeah. sure that's the third reason. Yeah, you could have said that's two. Just, that's just, yeah. It's just like that's, a, that's yeah. either amazing design in action or an intern who has to make up some sentences for a website. We do, yeah. we do need three. We definitely need three. We do need three. I just okay. can't think of a third. Okay, phones away. Put a gag on Siri. It's quiz time. Elvis's black belt was in karate. I saw it on QI. No half points for saying J.K. Rowling is the lead singer of Jamiroquai. Moira Stewart. No, I'm afraid it was Gordon Honeycomb. Dan, do you have a uh, pub quiz for us? I do. Do you like her? Are you a fan of the pub quiz? Would you have a pub quiz in your pub? Um, there would be a pub quiz in my pub, yeah. Mm. Um, and I would get my mate Scotty Arnold from Exeter, um, who used to do the pub quiz at the Black Horse, which I worked at in Exeter. He would he would do them because they would be fucking chaotic and mm. there would be a couple of answers that people would be kicking off about and yep. he'd get really stressed and I would just love just to watch that nice. again. There was a couple of occasions where he went on holiday and I did the pub quiz and I... I absolutely, I absolutely loved it, and I love doing a pop quiz every now and then because I, I have that kind of like irritable personality. Uh, so you like a bit of tension, a bit of, bit yeah. of fight in a yeah, in a, a little, pub quiz. Little, yeah, yeah. You mean you like hosting them or taking part in them? Love hosting them. Nice. I love it. Love being in charge. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Are, are you a pub quiz, a regular pub quiz take parter? No, no, no. Because I live in London, um, and that one speaks to each other. 
<laughs> uh, do you have a pub quiz name when you ha- in the past when you have taken part? No, not really. Yeah. And actually, do you know what? I get a little bit like, I, I get cringed out by quiz names. Oh, yeah. Quizzy Rascal. Oh, mm. Quiz Akabusi. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, Quistine Aguilera. Fuck off. Yeah. Just call it, we're four friends that have to get together every Thursday night because we're scared of dying alone. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just say how it is. Not yeah. really a pun. Yeah. But just but it's truth. effective. Yeah. Yeah. Effective. And it's truth. Well, we've... Um, I've I've sort of bravely gone for a vaguely uh, opera-related set of questions. Cannot stand opera, but here we go. Yeah, um, uh, you're obviously a, a great singer. You're not you're not a, you're not an opera fan. Love classical music. Love singing. Um, I love all sorts of singing. I don't like opera. <laughs> okay. you, didn't you do something opery recently? Yeah, I was in an opera. Right for money. Right. Uh, no, I was in a re- opera I was a Grange Park <laughs> opera. Grange Park Opera? Yeah. Um, Lee Mack and I basically played uh, a commentator, commentators in this uh, in this opera. Like, I do like opera, but it's just one period of like, so classical music in its kind of like uh, purest sense of like Mozart, Beethoven. I'm not really a fan of. I love early stuff up to handle. And then mm-hmm. I'll check back in round about Benjamin Britten. Do you know what I mean? Your kind of older kind of uh, you know, area of town. So yeah, but I, I don't mind opera, but I'm not massively knowledgeable on it. Okay, well this is, uh, I think this is a round opera to give everyone, yeah, fine, everyone fine, a chance, fine. hopefully. Okay. And there are some lovely operas, by the way. Oh, yeah. And I do actually go to the opera quite a bit. Yeah, okay. And I just realised I've just done a podcast with the English National Opera. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm actually massively into <laughs> opera. Now. I think, I, do you know it's what, I think great. I love opera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you're saying it. Uh, yeah. No, I actually do love yeah, opera, yeah. yeah. We'll fix that in post as well. <laughs> um, okay, so what we're going to do is I'm going to give you three questions. Have a don't answer. Have a think about it. Yep. We're going to come back in the second half of the podcast okay. and uh, we'll do the answers. Okay. Question one: By what name is the chief female singer in an opera company known as? Usually known as. Yeah. Question two: Which two cartoon characters starred in the nineteen fifty seven Warner Brothers Looney Tunes cartoon What's Opera Doc, based on the operas of Richard Wagner? And question three, in which film is a duet from The Marriage of Figaro played over the loudspeakers in a prison by a brave inmate? Okay, three questions there. Robbie, Robbie's not looking pleased with those yeah, questions. I, unless Robbie gets minus one, <laughs> I think I'll be losing this. I, I think I might oh, have there's, one. There's, there's get, I think if you think about them, you can make educated guesses on... At least two of them. Okay, least. I'll take your word for yeah. that. For those of you who do not subscribe on Patreon, The Moon Underwater lives in two parts for you, and we'll be leaving this first part now. If you'd like to subscribe and have one big episode and gain access to bonus episodes, sign up at moonunderpod.com. We'll see you soon in part two, where we'll continue creating Lloyd's Dream Pub. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 